0: There's a, a quote I often see going around on social media, Instagram, things like that, and it says, "I don't want an adventure of a lifetime; I want a lifetime of adventure." Have you guys seen that before? I think I have one to to show up here for you, maybe. Boom. Uh, you know, this quote's ordinarily above, like, the head of someone overlooking some beautiful landscape that they found way out, you know, in the wilderness, or just like this, it's over, you know, some scenery that you've never seen before, in the middle of nowhere, like, you know the type, right, that you've seen it go around social media, and uh, yes, I'm the type, that's actually my Instagram post from a few years back, Um, but I believe we all have a desire for adventure. Now, everyone's adventure may look different. Um, A few weeks ago, I was able to spend three nights in Kings Canyon National Park, Hiking 50 miles um, over multiple days, just enjoying this incredibly beautiful scenery. But as I was coming towards the end of my trip, um, as with many of my trips, there's this great anticipation that builds up when I get close enough to see my car again, right? And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna make it home, you know, or something. And uh, but what was crazy? I was in this this wilderness area that some people consider the most beautiful wilderness in all of the U.S., um, a top spot in the entire world, and I was excited about seeing my car, right? Now, my adventures, they've taken me all different places, uh, to different countries, to the middle of nowhere in the woods, in the wilderness. Now, your adventures may take you somewhere else. It may be the same type of stuff. Maybe it's just to go visit a new city or to take that new job or career path. And for you introverts, maybe it's just a trip to Target, you know? And whatever the adventure is in your life, I I think that we all desire that. The thing is, life is an adventure whether we want it or not. Because the adventure is the journey that leads us towards some sort of destination. And with every journey comes along another popular saying, right, that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, right? It's about what happens as we anticipate the destination. Even though on my trip I anticipate that moment that I see the car and really anticipate the moment I get to sit down in the comfy seat of my car, when I get home from my hiking trip, I'm not sharing stories about my car. I'm not showing pictures of my car. right? I'm showing the journey. I'm talking about all the cool things I saw along the way and everything that happened from the moment I left my car until I returned to the car. Right? I share the journey or the adventure. Right? When we're looking at the biblical Christmas story, we see journeys over and over and over again from the, the wise men that traveled from the east following the star from these stories they had heard of old that maybe something bigger was happening and they traveled Far day and night for months on end to find what was going on. To the shepherds who heard the angels speak that today your Messiah was born. It was a baby wrapped in cloth lying in a manger and they went to go find Jesus. Even to Mary and Joseph, the journey they had to take to Bethlehem before the baby was even born. But the reality is the adventure never ended there. We're in our Advent series where we are actively anticipating the coming of Jesus by reflecting back on the things that we already know, all the promises that have been fulfilled before, right? When Jesus first appeared on earth as a baby till his death and resurrection, on how Jesus is still showing up in our lives today through the Holy Spirit and changing things now and looking forward to the one day that he will return and restore all things. Now, when I was a kid, I really struggled with waiting, especially when it came to Christmas. I think all kids struggle with waiting, right, in general, um, but especially Christmas. I love Christmas. We've established this week after week, but I, I just love everything about Christmas. And one of my favorite things was getting together with Christmas as a family, my extended family, and, of course, presents, right? But as I'm getting older and busier, it seems like Christmas sneaks up on me. Right? And it's just like, where'd you come from? I wasn't ready for you. And, but when I was a kid, man, it seemed like the days were never gonna pass. Like sometimes December came quick, but then day after day in December is like, we're not getting there soon enough. Right. One of my earliest holiday memories was uh, making these paper chains. Did you guys ever make these? Right. And you you start tearing one off each day. You know, as Christmas gets closer, you're like. Yes, it's going to come eventually, right? And we had ours hanging up in our uh, kitchen for a while One year, we moved it over to our living room so we could see it every day, you know? And as the chain got smaller and smaller, the, the anticipation of the, the holiday came faster. Now, for me, the hard part was waiting, right? It felt like it took forever, and it kind of felt like a waste of time. Like, we all know Christmas is coming. Why don't we just open the gifts today, right? You know, was, my daughter's like, I know you already shopped right? So let's just open Christmas presents now. Let's get it over with. And, uh, you know, I remember as a kid trying to convince my parents to celebrate Hanukkah because I heard it started earlier than Christmas. And I was like, you know, that's close enough to Christian. It's probably going to be all right. You know, maybe they can do it. I, I remember even sneaking in at night and tearing off an extra ring, you know, because it's like, look, they'll never know. Maybe I'll trick them. And, uh, you know, the, we'll do Christmas a day earlier too, you know? And uh, all that happened was I just got in trouble, and wasn't allowed to touch the chain anymore. Uh, but who here can relate to some of that impatience, right? Because of the fact that we understand impatience, we can start to have a small picture of what it felt like for the believers of God in the Old Testament. Now, the Old Testament's the first half of the Bible. It's all the stuff that happened before Jesus came to earth as a baby. And it's full of prophetic words about this coming Messiah, who was Jesus, who was going to come and fix all of the things, right? It was going to free them from sin, it was going to release them from oppression, it was going to bring all the healing, all the things that they were looking for. And they read these promises over and over again. And many of them probably had these passages memorized. They were spoken as a reminder that God had not forgotten his people. The book of Psalms contains many of these poetic laments, these songs kind of of sorrow of how long are we going to have to keep waiting for you? You know, in the same, like, of us going, man, when is Christmas Day coming? But for hundreds of years. Psalms like Psalm 130. It says, out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let, my, let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and I and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for the Lord is unfailing love. And with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Right? This was a a cry, something that they would have had memorized. And they would have been like, God, we keep waiting and waiting. When is this promise going to be fulfilled? Just like tearing a little paper chain each day. But the chain just went on endlessly. Because they didn't have a date. When we read through these Old Testament scriptures, sometimes it feels like maybe God had forgotten about them. Right, That they knew these promises were true, but they were, there's no hope of it coming. It just seems like it's so far away. But we know that God was working in them the whole time because we're able to look back and see the whole story. Right, he was teaching them to rely on him in the wilderness. He was forming them into faithful people through the service in the temple. He was building them into a great nation from which the good news of Christ's birth would eventually be able to spread through. Now the New Testament Begins with the long-awaited incarnation or the coming of God, of Jesus, right? Mary gives birth to Jesus in a barn in Bethlehem. She wraps him in a cloth. She lays him in a manger, just as the prophets foretold. This wait was finally over. Now Jesus grew into a man and was faithful to God. During all of his years of ministry, he was obedient, even to a point of death on a cross. And after his death, he was laid in a tomb And for three days, the world held its breath. And then Jesus was resurrected from the dead. He appeared to his disciples. He walked around on earth, showing himself to people as a very real person. And the final moments that Jesus was with his disciples before he ascended to heaven was captured in Acts chapter one. And we're gonna read verses nine through 11. It says, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has taken, was taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return to, from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Right, just like that, Jesus was gone. The disciples were still standing there staring into the sky. It says that they were straining to see him. You still see him up there? He's like... I don't think so. Is that a bird? It's a plane. You know, Uh, they didn't have planes. That's a lie. But all of a sudden, these angels appear to him, right? And they're like, guys, there's work to be done. Stop staring into the sky. Stop just standing there looking aimlessly into something you have a job to do. God is always up to something. Right beside waiting for Jesus' return today, how many of you are waiting for something else in your life, right? Another promise of God in your life. Maybe you're waiting for his provision or his healing or his direction, right? I hate to tell you this, but waiting is a part of life, right? And while it's one of the worst, it's one of the most important parts. The waiting is the journey, right? The adventure, that the word advent that's core to the word adventure it literally means waiting in activeness, like an anticipation of what is to come. The adventure is on the way to the destination. There's another saying that says, if you are in a season of waiting, then you are in good company. Abraham waited 25 years. Joseph waited 13 years. Jacob waited 14 years. Moses waited for 40 years. Noah waited for 120 years. That's crazy. Right just be glad that you're not any of them right Well we do have a Noah but this advent season like we've been discussing is about the waiting it's about anticipating what God is going to do but it's an active waiting Isaiah 40 verse 31 in the ESV says but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles and they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint. In our waiting, we're supposed to be active. Right? It's not about sitting around and doing the things that pass the time. Right? Did you hear those words in there? It says, those who wait on the Lord will mount up. Right? They shall run. They will walk. There's, there's stuff for us to do in the time of waiting. Have you ever been waiting for something, like the food to be done, and you're like, I just have nothing left to do but Wait. Right? like Maybe you're in line at the DMV, and you're like, I've played every game on my phone. I have scrolled to the beginning of Facebook, right? Like, Just Mark Zuckerberg's first post saying, hello, does this thing work? You, know, uh, like you just ran out of things to do. Like, we, we, we try so hard to find things to fill our waiting, but that's not the kind of active waiting that God has called us to. God has work for you to do. Right? It's in our active waiting that he renews our strength to continue to do the work until the end. Guys, there's a world right outside these doors that is in need of the very things we've been discussing over the last few weeks. And I know that many of these things are needed by some of you because they've been needed by me. Things like God's hope, God's peace, God's joy and his love for us. And if we need it in here, then I can guarantee that they need it out there. Right before Jesus ascended to heaven, and le- he left us with work to do. Right? So verse 8, right before in 9, where they watch him disappear into the sky, this is what he tells them. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We are to be witnesses. We were called to witness that hope, the peace, the joy, and the love of God that we've experienced. We're supposed to take that to other people and tell them about what God is doing in our life. In the book of Hebrews um, chapter 11, it's often referred to as the hall of faith um, because it goes and it lists all these biblical heroes through chapter 11. It's a great chapter to, to read and to be encouraged by what God has done through some people's lives. Many of them went on to make these huge differences in the world, and and we are where we are today because of the people that were in this chapter. Many of them endured really, really hard things and lots of times of waiting. But the author of Hebrew wraps up the chapter like this with verse 39. He said, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us, so that they would not reach perfection without us. Do you know that all of them are waiting on their promise because God wanted to include you? Right? They've seen parts of the promise. They've seen bits and pieces of it, but it says it won't reach perfection without us. God had this plan for us all the way back to the beginning that you were part of the promise now, today. And all of them are still waiting because God wants to include us in the story. The author of Hebrews continues into chapter 12. This is one continuous letter. And the next thing he writes is, therefore, right? Since they're waiting for us, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith, right? Just like these great people of faith throughout scripture from the Old Testament, they they have witnessed all that God has done to us by recording their stories so that we can read it, right? They are why we believe because of what they've witnessed. Now we are called to go and take our stories and witness to the world around us as well, right? This Christmas season, Guys, don't just sit back and enjoy the time with family and enjoy the gifts. That's part of it. But take a moment to share your story, right? Make an effort to witness the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that God has shown you this year and spread it to those other people, right? Maybe get on social media. Instead of scrolling endlessly, take a moment to share about Jesus and what he's done and why we celebrate this season. Because in our waiting, God will be shaping us. He'll be using every experience in our lives for our good. He doesn't let a tear go to waste. He doesn't let our prayers go to waste. He collects them all. An adventure of slowly becoming the image of Jesus in our world as God perfects our faith. But I also want to let you know that in our waiting, we're not the only ones who are waiting patiently. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow is not really being slow about his promise, as some people think. How many of you are the some people? You're like, God, you're being too slow, right? right? Some of you just did not raise your hand and you're liars. But uh, right, we can talk about that later. But no, right? Man, there's so many times that we are impatient with God. And I love this verse is the Lord is not really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent. Maybe you're here, and like I mentioned earlier, you've been waiting for these promises of God in your life, all these things you've heard about Him, right? You've, you've heard that God can heal, yet you haven't been healed. Right? You've heard that God provides, yet you still find yourself in need. You've heard that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, yet you still feel lost and hopeless. And because of all that, you're like, I don't care about being a witness. What am I going to witness about? Because he hasn't done his part yet. Now, as I said at the beginning, life is an adventure. But it's one of those, like, choose your own adventures. You guys remember those books? Like, like Goosebumps or something that, you know, it's like, you have the option. Turn to page 40 or turn to page, you know, 100. And then you're like, Oh. I'm making up this own story as I go, right? That's, that's the adventure that we're on in life, right? We come to all these different spots where we have options to choose different things and we have to decide which way we're going to go, right? Now, I believe that there's a venture and a path that God has planned for you that will fulfill these promises that you're waiting for. Sometimes we choose the other adventure and God still uses that to shape us and prepare us for the next time we have the opportunity to make the choice, I think of Mary, Jesus' mother. The angel appeared to her and said, you're going to give birth to a baby that's going to be the Messiah. And she's like, I'm not even married yet. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Could you repeat that? Could you slow down and say that again? Like, I'm not sure if I understand. But she decides to choose the path that God laid out for her. Some of you haven't received what you've been waiting for because God laid out the path, the adventure with the answer, but you keep choosing the other but the best thing about God is that he's patient with you, right? He doesn't want you to be destroyed. He's not upset that he chose the other path. He's like, don't worry. We'll course correct, right? The word repent literally means to change direction. He said, I'm waiting for all of you to repent. I'm all waiting for you to, to choose the right direction with your life. And he will continually be patient. He will continually give you another opportunity. The direction that God wants us all moving towards, the destination perhaps, is to become the same love that he is to us to the rest of the world. And the first direction that we have to choose is to choose Christ, right? To choose Jesus because he is love. He is the perfect example for us. And it starts with us like Noah shared last week, choosing to see that God loves us. Right, to understand that Jesus loves you so much that he died for you. He gave up living, he gave up his life so that you could go and live a life to the full. And that first starts with us choosing to receive that love, the greatest act of love. 1 John 4 tells us that God is love. Anytime we encounter, everything we encounter in life in this adventure is to shape us to become God's love. Every hardship is so that we can love deeper those who have gone through similar situations. Every blessing is so that we can share the love with others by sharing the blessing we've received. Every twist and turn on the path that we're not ready for is teaching us to love other people better. In our Advent season, we've been reflecting on these promises of God. Right, We've been looking back at these promises and the prophecies of the old testament and seeing how they were fulfilled in jesus coming as a baby and living a life on earth and dying and then raising again for us but guys i want you to hear this because biblical prophecy provides some of the greatest encouragement and hope available to us today just as the old testament was saturated with prophecies concerning christ's first advent or his first coming as a baby both testaments are filled with references to the second coming of christ One scholar has estimated that there are 1,845 references to Christ's second coming in the Old Testament. In the 260 chapters of the New Testament, there are 318 references to the second coming of Christ. That comes out to about one of every 30 verses is talking about a promise that Jesus is going to come back again. 23 of the 27 New Testament books refer to this great event. For every prophecy, hear this, In the Bible concerning Christ's first coming, there are eight that talk about his second coming. And if God was faithful in his first, won't he surely be faithful in his second? Whether that time comes while we're still on earth or or we're in heaven, we will have experienced all of God's promises. As all things will be made new. Guys, and I believe that God is faithful. I believe that God wants to come through on whatever, that you're, whatever the thing is you're waiting for. But today, he wants you to repent. He wants you to change direction, to choose his adventure and not your own. And I believe that you'll find all the things you're looking for along that path. Remember, God is waiting for you. Now, when God invites us to a life with him, he isn't just becoming a part of our life. He's asking us to leave our life behind and go on the adventure that he has for us. Right? That every day of our life, we're being shaped more into looking like Jesus into the world so that we can bring hope and peace and joy and love Amen. to those who need it. Sometimes it's a side mission that, that takes us off the, the path we thought we were on so that someone over there can experience God in a way that they never have before because you haven't gone to them before. That right path starts with the first decision. To believe, to choose a relationship with perfect love, with Jesus. Romans 10 says that if we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord of our lives, that we will be saved. I just want everybody to take a moment, just close your eyes. If you're choosing to believe today, maybe for the first time, or maybe you've realized, man, I've strayed far off the path and I'm ready to to make a choice. Because I believe that this is a a crossroad that God has put in your life today. And if you want to choose to believe today and you want to choose his path, will you raise your hand? Thank you, guys. Now, maybe you're just in a season of waiting today and you just needed some encouragement that God is doing something, that he's not just left you alone for no reason, but that he has a plan and a purpose and all of that and you just want some encouragement and you're waiting, would you raise your hand? All right, thank you. I'm going to pray for you guys in just a moment, but I want you in your own words as I pray to just go to God and say, God, this is why I'm choosing you. This is why I'm going to continue to choose your path as I'm waiting. Would you show yourself faithful to me in your own words? God, we're so grateful for you. God, I am so grateful that we can look back and that we can see that you are faithful to your promises and that there are even more promises that you're going to come and make all things right. God, we ask that that would start today. God, that you would come and move in the lives of those who are choosing to, be, to get back on the path with you, choosing to make the, the right choice and go in the direction that you have for them today. God, that they would see your hand moving in their lives that those things that they've been waiting for would come to pass, Lord. For those who just need some encouragement today, I I pray that they would see you in that path that they are on, God. that as you are shaping them, as you're using the situations of their life to mold them into being loved for other people, that they would see that you are still faithful to them. God, I pray that today that we would all walk out of here filled with the very presence of you. And that we would remember to go and be witnesses to the world around us this season. That we would not pass up opportunities to spread hope or to spread joy, to be people of peace, and to be love to the world around us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. amen. Hey, in just a moment, we're going to do our Advent reading as they come up. Uh, and then we're going to close in service by, uh, with a candlelight by singing Silent Night together. So. Um, There are glow sticks for the kids so they don't catch our church on fire. Uh, But if you made a decision for Christ for the first time today, um, there's a connect card in front of you. Or if you're online with us and you want to fill that out, you can click the connect with us link. But there's a box for you to choose that you made a decision for Christ. And if you let us know at the Resource Center, we have a gift for you, a book to help you on your journey. Um, and, and help you understand what it means to go that, um, on that path. So, um, please do that. i
1: sure you're staying close to the table. Oh, right there. The area, Evan. The anticipation draws near its close. Those who tread in shadows now behold an immense radiance in the light of Jesus. He is the light of the world that darkness cannot extinguish. First, we light the candle of hope because Jesus is our hope. Second, we light the candle for peace because in Jesus we find peace. Third, we light the candle for joy because Jesus brings joy. Fourth, we light the candle for love because Jesus is love. Finally, we light the center candle. This is the Christ candle. Jesus is born. Jesus has come. Jesus is our salvation. Let us light this candle with praise and worship him with a level of adoration that only he is worthy of. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Declare his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone the amazing things he does. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. In shadows deep, stars' tales unfold, a whisper so soft of adoration told, the nights embrace a hallowed hush. Hearts in reverence, the silence will rush. Moonlight weaves the tapestry of grace, your song of love and embers embrace. Your promise will dance with our spirits entwine. a word everlasting, forever divine. The sun will then set, your love remains aglow. The hymn of your warmth will continue to flow. In our every breath, a prayer of sweet accord, for in Jesus' love our souls are restored. In In the frame of your voice, we echo your praise. Flood our souls with your song, our hearts ablaze. Dear God of love and light, we thank you for the special star that guided humble shepherds and wise men to the holy baby over 2,000 years ago. Today we ask for your guidance through through life's paths by the radiant glow of your enduring love. As we celebrate the birth of our King and Savior, Jesus Christ, help us walk in the footsteps of those who found hope, peace, and joy in the presence of the newborn King. May the light of your love shine in our hearts, leading us to transformative new life in him. With adoration, we lift our prayers on this special occasion, grateful for the enduring love born in the manger that continues to inspire and guide us. (laughs) Amen.
2: If everybody everybody could stand up. We're going to sing Silent Night together.
0: Merry Christmas from Generations Church. We love you guys. Um, Just a reminder, we don't have service next Sunday, um, but we'll be back on uh, January 7th. So uh, we'd love to see you guys here. So be blessed and have a great uh, great Christmas and a happy new year.